Hello and welcome to Inspired, your grown-up girl talk. I'm Stacy Fleece with my co-host Samantha Tradilius, bringing you another fun episode of amazing women and what they're doing to change the world. How are you, girl? I am fantastic. It is cold. Uh, it is sunny. But today's conversation is, I think, going to warm us all up a little bit because we've got we've got some good stuff planned today. Hundred um, percent. You know, you and I started this podcast really because we knew amazing women doing amazing things, and we wanted to have a platform for them to be able to talk about it. And because we none of us talk about what we're doing enough. And today's guest, Cynthia James, is like I feel like. I feel like today with Cynthia here, like we've reached the pinnacle. Like this is, this is the, the work. I don't, I don't know how we, I don't know how we, ta- we may have to end the podcast right here because right here. I don't know how we top this. Cynthia, everything you're doing is everything that we have spent the last almost four years now talking about what women uh, should be doing, could be doing, changing their lives. You are uh not only a best-selling author of uh, some really cool books, which I do want to talk about, you're a transformational coach. You are really talking to people about what it takes to live an extraordinary life and helping them get there. And this is like, like I feel like this is the culmination of what we've been talking about for four years. Hi, Cynthia. Hi, <laughs> happy to be here, ladies. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here uh, because I feel like we're going to bring it all together and tie in a nice pretty bow at the end of this. <laughs> so, Cynthia, you, um, I, I want to start, th- this may seem really elementary, but bear with me. You are a transformational coach. Mm-hmm. What does that really mean? I support people in remembering who they are and moving um, from old patterns, limiting beliefs, old ways of being into their best self. I, I have a technique called emotional integration, which helps people start to understand why they get hijacked by emotions over and over and over again, so that we can disconnect them, not only mentally, but in the body so that they can live their best life. Why do we have such blockage in our in our lives? Why why are we why are we all backed up when it comes to, you know, we're clogged when it comes to sort of being who we're meant to be and and having the life we want. There's so much talk about um, you know, vision and and vision boarding and and sort of clearing your mind and and seeing your purpose and seeing where you want to go and how you get there and why, why, why is that so hard? Well, there's a couple of things I want to say about that. Conditioning is intense. <laughs> we all come from different environments. And the second part of that is that women were property until the early 1900s. And so we were taught our job was to take care of everybody else first. And that, you know, we were the caregivers. And so when we wanted to step up and step out and do other things that felt, you know, enlivening for us, it was kind of pushed down. I mean, you know, when you think about the women who were marching for boats, I mean, they were thrown in jail and thrown out of their houses and stuff. So I really feel like what is occurring right this moment is that women are emerging and it's like we're, we are trying to, or in the process of 
peeling away those old limiting uh, conditions and starting to find out, well, who am I? What do I think? Where are I, where do I want to go? Who do I want to be? And we're still not like, I think in idea we're there, but in practice, many of us aren't. So we may make the vision board or we may take the course or go to the retreat. But then when it comes back to implementing those things in the every day, I think that's where a lot of people get challenged because you're still being pulled in 4,000 different directions as a woman, a wife, a mother, you know, a friend, all the things all the time. And so I think what you're really helping us gals do is really kind of hit the reset and and find the way to be effective with these new tools that we're, we're learning. We're hearing it. We get it. We know it. But the implementation, that's hard. Yeah, but here's the thing. You know, we want to please people. We want them to love us. We want them to see us. We want to be validated. And what we don't remember is that when you make a change like that, not everybody's going to want to go with you. Not everyone's going to love it. Not everyone's going to cheer you on and say, oh, boy, this is great that you're changing because now you're not you're not doing the old pattern. You're not doing what's made them comfortable and what's made them happy. And so, you know, I tell my clients, no is a complete sentence. And so you learn to say no. And, you know, not everybody cheers. Which is, I feel like, uh, I feel like the, the, the world, like, okay, in your new book, mm-hmm. uh, 2022, Does My Voice Matter? By the way, love the name. Journey to Self-Discovery, Authenticity, and Empowerment. I feel like the world makes it very difficult for us to be authentic. I feel like it doesn't really allow us to be that because there's so much, there's so much judgment out there. Like mm-hmm. how do, how do we get past that hurdle? If we, if we want to truly be our authentic self and look beyond the judgment, look beyond the cancel culture, look beyond the it's the the world is not a friendly place to people who want to be who they're truly meant to be sometimes yeah but historically that's been true forever you know nobody said oh hooray mother teresa that you're out there changing the world or or you know uh great Gandhi for wanting to change India. I mean you know it's always been that way the thing is is like it's like the the fear of punishment and um, intense um, attacks is real, but I think it become it comes down to what do you value and are you willing to fight for it? Because if you are, then it can get interesting. Well, I think people forget that the authenticity of a human being is so much more gravitating toward than someone who's putting up this show of, of reality that's really not real, right? Um, <laughs> so when you're, you know, like I'm authentic to a fault sometimes where I, you know, will just kind of spit it out or be a firm and frank and this is who I am, take it or leave it. And a lot of people will be like, well, how can you do that? And I'm like, you know, it's just, I'd rather be me and authentically me. And if, if that's for you, great. And if that's not for you, that's also great. But we don't have to be that to everybody. But it took a long time to get to that space where I didn't get super upset if I wasn't somebody's cup of tea. I mean, but, you know, it's right. a lot of people don't have that. You know, it's not something that's in us. We got to, like, find it and grow on that. Well, yeah. And here's the thing, you know, I had to learn as a woman 
to bring my voice, my authenticity, my clarity with a velvet hammer. Because if I came in with a sledgehammer, it didn't always go well. Um, so I can be very kind and I can be very loving and I can be very compassionate and the answer is still no. And you don't get to treat me like that. And these are my, this is my boundary. Which I love. And I feel like, you know, Samantha, you were talking about like reality that's not real, right? But I feel like what we see day in, day out is that reality that's not real pays. That's, that's what we're constantly um, getting, getting thrown at us through. I don't care if it's the Kardashians. Oh barf okay but um you know the, the, just every social media filters on freaking instagram snapchat whatever it is, like even something like that like the reality that's not real is what what uh pays so how i, I don't know i don't know how we how do uh, how do we get to a point where we can live in that world uh and not not care about that it seems well, like I, that's what the world wants us to care about yeah but my question is where's your attention is your attention on those people and those interesting things and interesting you know, is a strong word yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but you know if your attention is on them then then you have taken your your own energy and lower the frequency in a in a, a a way, as opposed to putting your intention and your energy towards what you want, what you desire, being with the kind of people that you that you want to be with. You know, um, I take people on pilgrimages, and one of the reasons I take them is because I want people to meet other cultures. I want people to be educated in other ways of being, other food. You know, because if you listen to this over here, they tell you these people are horrible in this. You know, or these people have always been this you know and historically you know people have made up stories about people and cultures and and races to fit their own needs but when you go be with those people you start to get oh there's a commonality so for me it's like that's where I want to put my attention and I want to be with women like you who want to make a difference I want to be with people who have a mission on this planet to help you humanity remember who we are which is because looking at those other people are crazy they are crazy and I do think that there is <laughs> there is this like you know, kind of double-edged sword, so to speak, to where like you're you're watching it, you're viewing it, you're like, oh, okay. And then on the other side, it's like you're these evolved beings, these women that we're becoming or or have always been. Um, and we're really realizing like these are not the things that, you know, sitting here watching somebody trance around in their filtered bikini pictures looking perfect in their, you know, bazillion dollar <sighs> house is like, well, what are they doing with their celebrity? What are they doing to better the world? You know, those are the types of things that I always kind of think about. And I'm seeing a lot of the younger generations. I mean, yes, they are definitely into social media in a different way than we were at this age, but they're also kind of shying away from a lot of that stuff. You know, you'll hear people, kids like, oh, I don't do Facebook or, oh, I don't do that because I just, it's too noisy or it's not giving me what I need. So I think organically, there's kind of a shift going on where these younger gens are kind of saying, you know, I want to, I want to do other things with my energy and my time. 
I want to talk, Cynthia, because when we spoke a couple months back, you were discussing this trip you were going to Egypt. And it is, Egypt is on my vision board. I look at it and I will be there at some point, maybe with you next time. Um, tell us about the, the trip, what you did, what it's like, you know, all the things. I want to hear. Well, it, it was amazing. It was my second time taking people there. The interesting part of it is that we left on October 14th, which was seven days after Gaza and, and Hamas. And I was very clear we were safe because, A, we, we, we were landing in Cairo and going south. We, we weren't anywhere near it. But the level of media attention, the people on my trip were being bombarded with people telling them, don't go, be afraid, do all of this. And so, you know, I always have these calls with the people who are traveling with me. And so we talked about this and, and I said, okay, this is an opportunity here for you to go in and listen to your inner guidance. What is your inner guidance telling you? Everybody but one said my inner guidance is to go. Mm-hmm. It, it was phenomenal. We had an Egyptologist and we had an esoteric teacher. So the Egyptologist is telling us the history and the esoteric teacher is saying, yes, and this is the spiritual meaning and this is how they did wonderful things and, and how things got transformed. And then we had five days on the Nile on a private boat just for us. And so we would be on the boat and then we'd get off and then we'd go to a temple or we'd go like we had a, a private sunrise at the Isis temple. And and so there was always space for people to to connect to the energy of where we were. And there was always we started our day with a spiritual practice. And and then there was always space for people to integrate what had happened, either what they had learned or what mystically had happened with him. So it was it was incredible for me and it was incredible to watch people shift, make different decisions and um and give gratitude for learning to listen to their intuition because if they had listened to the people in their lives. I mean, we had one woman whose sister told her if she went, she was not going to ever talk to her again. It's like for real? For real? You know, so um, that was an example of what I talked about before. It's like it's like not everybody's going to love it when you become your true self. And then when you when you go on this amazing journey and have all these life altering moments, and then you come back into your reality here, how do you main what's what's the advice to maintain to integrate those new processes into a world that you know is harried and chaotic and uh, stressful and you know whatever else people are dealing with on a daily basis well a couple of things one of the things all of my groups have a, a private whatsapp group and so we continue to connect with each other send pictures talk about insights revelations that kind of stuff you know um some of the people get my tools my meditations and books and stuff like that and 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 the thing is is like it's like they become very clear you know i can i can share this kind of experience with mary but i can't do this with tom it has to be more superficial i think what they learn on the trips is that is like not everybody is on the same path 
or has the same understanding or even is speaking the same language. And so, so you, 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 you come back and, and part of the reason we stay connected on the WhatsApp group is so that we can practice. It's like, it's like, you know, my sister came over and did this, but I, I stayed in my center because I used this tool or, you know, and then people can say, oh, that's great. Have you read this book or have you have you listened to this podcast? I mean, people are supporting. Each other. It becomes a community. And I think the cool part about people being from all different, you know, mind spaces, energy levels, wherever they're at, is they're all kind of meeting each other where they're at. And being a part of a community, you know, even if it's just for 12 days to get to have that experience, I mean, to be in a magical place such as Egypt, I mean, the culture and the history and just the the majesticness of it in its own right is a lot for anybody. But then to kind of pair it together with a whole different, you know, way of looking at something that maybe your neighbor is looking at it totally differently than you are. Um, And then to be able to come home and take the tools home, because again, just going back to what we started off this conversation with, it's great to experience something and then it's a totally different thing to implement it into your life on a daily basis so the work continues right well yeah and it's the practice you know how many of us have gone to hear great speakers or read great books and said aha this is great but then we don't practice it and so i think i think the important thing is that first of all community is powerful Mm -hmm. and the other part is that one of the things that happens on the trips is is there is a there is a level of acceptance and honoring of who people are wherever they come from whatever they're doing and 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 so judgment gets put aside and people can feel safe to express and talk about their needs and express their feelings without anybody judging them so wouldn't we love to have more of that in the world right hundred percent hundred percent here's a question for you I get asked this a lot about my work uh just in the nonprofit space with what we're doing and the gifting and the you know helping single mm. moms and people will ask you know what is that feeling like or you know the emotional aspect of you know what it is that we're doing and I will always say like if someone will come up to me in a, in a market and say you know thank you for helping my family or or somebody that's involved, you know, will come up to me. And it, it, for me, is like a very emotional situation to be. It's not a sense of power. It's just this role that you're in, this leader role. Um, and it's a lot of emotions that get tied to it in my work. Now, what you're doing is different, but the same. You know, how does that emotion, the, the ability to bring out what you're bringing out in people, how does that emotionally play on you? Because that's a huge role to have. You know, it took me a long time to get that we are evolutionary beings and that we're always changing and growing and bumping up against things that trigger us or whatever. But but it's like how you deal with the issue is the issue. So I I am I do a lot of journaling. And um, and I write music, you know, that gets my feelings out. But I have learned to not run from the feeling. It's like if it's there, if I'm having this impact, if I'm having this emotional response, it's a messenger. There's a reason for it. And so my job is to get still enough to be able to get clear about what that is and 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 what am I being called to shift 
or what am I being called to um, experience in a different way? And am I in judgment? Am I, you know, in a place of non-acceptance? I, I wrote, I, when everything was going on, when, I'm on October 7th in Israel and Gaza, and I have a lot of Jewish friends, and they were really upset about a lot of the stuff that was going on. And um, I just sat down because I was feeling so sad and so hurt and so like I didn't know how to handle stuff. And so I said, okay, if we're interconnected, if we're really connected, all of us, then what am I doing that contributes to what I don't want to see? And so I started writing out questions. I wrote out 30 questions of, of like really getting real with myself that I shared with my online community. You know, it's like, it's like get real with here, get real here, shift here. And then that begins to send out a different transmission and frequency. And that's what I've asked my community to do. It's like answer the questions, you know. Where are you in turmoil? Where are you creating uh, chaos? Where are you in judgment? Where, you know, where are you not showing your authentic self because you're afraid? I mean, just, you know, and you don't have to do anything with those questions except answer them, but it really helps you get clear about who you are and who you say you are. This is why you're the evolved one. I just sit in my house <laughs> crying. Fleece and I are just in the fetal position in our cars crying. I mean, uh, yes. So <laughs> that's all I have to say. That is yes. So they these lessons, these teachings are are amazing for us individually, but then we have to go out into our professional life, our business life, and integrate in that arena too. And you've got this advanced awareness coaching, which you say is specifically for high-level business creatives. How do you take some of these teachings and and put it in a setting where you, you can use it as a business creative? And I'm not even sure what a business creative is. So maybe we start there um, without having like HR look at you sideways and, <laughs> you know, be like, what, stop talking about like your, your authentic self or whatever. Like it just, you know, how, how do we... How do we integrate it into our business world without getting judged there? Because that's a whole nother level. So I work for companies and I work for government agencies. And this is what I start with the bottom line. There's not a person on this planet that doesn't want to be seen or heard or respected or honored. And so the business creatives are people who want to build teams or be the kind of leader where people can be productive and motivated and 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 bring their gifts. And so that's what I it's like I that's what I take in. I I, I say, okay. We're all unique. We all have different brain types. We all have different ways of operating and processing. If we're not in judgment of the differences in the ways in which we process and the difference in the ways in which we bring our gifts, then we get to collaborate so that it becomes a bigger bowl. It becomes a, a bigger container. And so, um, I, you know, I'm not going to go in there using airy fairy language like, you know, God is this and let's go over here and and hug and snuggle. And you know, that's not that's not going to work. That's, a, that's an HR violation for sure. Yes, exactly. Know your audience. Know your audience. Go <laughs> that's in. Right. That's right. Read the room. 
<laughs> but I do say, you know, if you get that you're unrepeatable, nobody with your fingerprint, your iridology, if you get that, then you have gifts that, that you can bring that, that you deliver in a way that nobody else can. So what do we do to come in t- as a collective, as a leader or a collective, so that we can deliver this thing that whatever this product is, but we do it from a conscious place, from a place that honors other people and that is integrous and that is authentic and that feeds the bottom line. So we're successful and we're growing, but we're doing it with heart. So good. I just want you to keep talking, girl. Keep talking. You are saying the words that we all need to be hearing in not only the personal sense, but the professional sense as well. So, you know, with all the things you're doing, you're writing books, you're doing talks, you're having a podcast, you're going on trips, you're really helping people with your coaching um, in so many ways that I, I don't even know that you fully understand because it's like just so much that you're doing. I mean, even just our 20 minutes here, I'm like, whoa. And I felt it when you and I chatted, you know, ori- originally. <laughs> What's the favorite part of this journey for you? Like, what do you find the most joy in? Witnessing people wake up. Yes. Witnessing people start to get how amazing they are. How incredible, you know, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of people in my life who don't like social media, but for me, social media is a place where I get to invite people into that. (laughs) It's like, let's wake up together. Let's, you know, whatever. So it's, it's like, and it's meeting people that that want to make a difference in people's lives and want to bring love to the planet um that that is the best part for me cuz i i said a, a a prayer like 20 years ago only bring clients to me who are ready to shift and you put it out there and and the the, the answers were were delivered, right? Um, it's yeah, it's been amazing. And you know, it's uh, something infectious about you that you know, you want to, I think, get it out, because you're pulling it out in the right ways at the right time for for the folks that are coming to you. Tell us where our listeners can find you. Where do we go? How do we hear <laughs> more about Cynthia? So my website is CynthiaJames.net. I have a monthly newsletter. Uh, you can join my online community that's on Kajabi. And and um, for those of you who are spiritual beings who uh, every Monday on Facebook, I do a community prayer circle where people from all over the world come and we do blessings for the world. I love it. I love it. I love it. And your podcast is on all major platforms? Yep. It's Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, YouTube, um, and it's called Women Awakening with Cynthia James. And you've got two trips coming up. She has a trip coming up. France. Yep, France. And where's the other one? Yeah, in the south of France. uh, And the other one's Egypt in uh, October 7th. Yeah. Oof. Well, we can't wait to follow you on these journeys. And, you know, you never know. Stacey and I may... uh, (laughs) may pop up on the, on the, on the roster there. You're going to go, Oh Lord, help me. <laughs> oh, listen, I think it would be so good. <laughs> Here's these two. Oh boy. Buckle up ladies and gents. 
All right, Cynthia, I think your journey, you're, you're, you're just, you're, everything about you is, is magical, if I could put it in one word. We're very honored to be able to share space and time with you today. We hope that our listeners enjoyed it as well. And everybody, get out there this week and let's be inspired.